0: the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her. God has chosen to bless you. You will become pregnant and have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. You'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. But Mary asked the angel, How can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. While Mary was still a virgin, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her fiancé, being a just man decided to break the engagement quietly so as not to disgrace her publicly. As he considered this, he fell asleep and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to go ahead with your marriage to Mary for the child in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this happened to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Behold, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. He will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This prophecy from Isaiah 714 was given 700 years before Jesus was born. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He brought Mary home to be his wife, but she remained a virgin until her son was born. And at that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled from the village of Nazareth in Galilee and took with him Mary, his wife, who was great with child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. That night there were shepherds in the fields outside the village guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. A Savior, yea, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host from heaven, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angels left, and the shepherds said to each other, Come. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village and they found Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard their story were astonished, but Mary kept these things in her heart. The shepherds went back to their fields and flocks, glorifying and praising God. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And at the same time came wise men from the east to Jerusalem asking, where's the newborn King of the Jews? We've seen his star that arose and have come to worship him. Herod was deeply disturbed by their question as was all of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law. Where do the prophets say the Messiah will be born? He asked. In Bethlehem, they said. For this is what the prophet wrote. O Bethlehem of Judea, you're not just a lowly village of Judah. For a ruler will come to you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. This prophecy is found in Micah 5 verse two and 2 Samuel chapter five verse two. Both were written 700 years before Jesus was born. So Herod sent a message to the wise men asking them to come see him. At this meeting he learned the exact time when they first saw the star. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem, search diligently for the child and when you find him, come and tell me that I may go and worship him too. After this meeting, the wise men went on their way and once again the star appeared to them to guide them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house where the child and his mother were and they fell down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasure chests and they gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went another way because God had warned them in a dream, not to return to Herod. After the wise men were gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, flee to Egypt with the child and his mother. The angel said, stay there until I tell you to return because Herod will try and kill the child that very night joseph left for egypt with the child and mary his mother and they stayed there until herod's death this fulfilled what the lord had spoken through the prophet out of egypt have i called my son herod was furious When he learned the wise men had outwitted him, he sent soldiers to kill all the baby boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under because the wise men had told him that the star had first appeared to them about two years before. Then later when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Get up, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those who wish to murder the child are dead. So Joseph obeyed. He arose and he took the child and his mother and he re-entered Israel. When he heard, though, that Herod's son had taken over as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. On arriving, he settled in the village of Nazareth, fulfilling the words of the prophets, He shall be called a Nazarene. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the story.
1: That's what we're celebrating today. But it's not just the story of Christmas, it's the fact. Because that, that is what happened, that Jesus came. He's the ultimate gift. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus came. And you may have heard somebody say something like this. It, it, it's it's the, kind of that time of year. Something like, uh, Jesus is the reason for the season. And he is. But Jesus came, the Bible says, to seek and save that which was lost, which was you and me. So I think an even better way to say it is you are the reason for the season. That Jesus came for you. He came so that you, so that I could be forgiven and could be set free. That's why Jesus came. So what is it that we're celebrating today? What is this that we're celebrating? We're celebrating the fact that Jesus was born, that he not only came, but he lived that sinless, perfect life and made a way so that we could be free. The ultimate gift. The gift is for you and me, but the thing about this gift is the only thing that makes this gift even better than just receiving it ourselves is the fact that we get to give it away. It makes it even better is giving this gift away. Uh, m- many years ago, we, we got a gift. Actually, it was, it was uh, wedding gifts. We were opening them up, and, and one, one of the gifts was a picture frame. We kind of looked at the box, and, and as we're looking at the box, we're like, yeah, this, this, this isn't our, our style. Beck's like, we're, we're not going to use this. And, and she's like, well, who did we get it from them. Honestly, I don't, I don't really remember. And I don't know if you've ever, raise your hand, uh, give me a little shout out if you've ever re-gifted something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Most of us maybe, I don't, I don't know, but we were kind of hesitant to re-gift something when you don't know who, who gave it to you for sure. You're like, oh no, what do I do with this? So Beck's like, well, we don't, it's, it's still nice. Let's donate it. So we've got a bunch of stuff that we're getting ready to donate. And, and this, this picture frame is in it. And as as Beck is on the way to go, she's like, wait a second. You know what I didn't do? Um, I never opened the box. So maybe just before I give this away, I should open the box and see what's in it. So she, she opens the picture frame box and she opens it up and it, it, it is in the box is what was on the box. It was a picture frame, but in the picture frame was a $50 bill. <laughs> she's like, uh, that, thank you very much. Yes, yes, that that sounds great. Um, thank thank you, and she kept that. And she almost gave something away that she wanted to keep. But the thing about Jesus is this: the more we give it away, the more that we tell people, the better. Jesus gets because we see the difference, not only the difference that he's made in our lives, but the difference he makes in others. We see marriages restored. We see lives changed. We see hope come into hopeless situations. The Christmas that we celebrate is not just the gift that he's given us, but the gift that we get to give as well. So as you celebrate Christmas, that's what we're celebrating. We celebrate what he's given us, and we celebrate Jesus every day by looking for, and when we have those opportunities, by sharing Jesus with those. Sharing Jesus when we get the opportunity. And let me just say, you want to make the gift of Jesus even better? Give it away. How do we do it? When the opportunity comes, we walk through that door. When the opportunity comes, we say, man, I wish you had my peace. When somebody tells us their story and what's going on, and, and we just we look and we say, I wish you had my Well, wh- where does your peace come from? I have a relationship with Jesus, and we just, we just go from there. You might not have all the right words, I don't, I don't always have the right words either. But we just, we, we go through that door and we watch how God can use us in those situations. So from the bottom of my heart, Merry Christmas to every, everyone in this room, to everyone that's watching. But let me just say this, the greatest gift that can be given is Jesus. But Jesus, that gift needs to be received. So I want to ask, I want to ask you, have you received the gift of Jesus? Have you made him your Lord and Savior? No matter where you are, you want to make this the best Christmas ever? Then receive the gift that Jesus gave you, the gift of his Son. And how do we do that? By confessing with our mouth and believing in our heart that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, and then asking him, to come and be the Lord of our life. We ask him to be the Lord of our life. There's not a place that you can run that he's not there. You might not be in this room. Not many are. But he's right there with you. So wherever you are today, if you say, today's the day, I want to receive the gift of Jesus. Receive forgiveness. Receive hope. Man, today is the day. Or maybe today's the day that you just say, I need to come back. I've been doing my own thing. I've walked away and today I want to come back. If that's you, I'd love the honor of praying with you. Wherever you are, if you can, would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes? If today is your day, right where you are, God is there. He can meet you and I know the distance is nothing for him. What you've done, he knows about it. But Jesus made a way so that you could be forgiven and set free. If that's you, then today is your day, and I'd love the honor. If that's you right there in your seat, what I'm going to ask you to do, wherever you, if you're standing, if you're out jogging, if you're watching at home, whatever it is, if you're like, you know, today's the day, as an act of faith, if that's you, What I'd like you to do is right now just lift your hand up and say, that's me. Today's the day I'm giving my life. I'm turning it over to him. Awesome. Awesome. By faith, I know there are hands up right now. And so here's what I would like to do. I want to lead you in a prayer. It's real simple, so just repeat after me. Say, oh God, I believe that you died. That you shed your blood so I could be free. And from now on, I choose you. I receive the gift of your son. And from now on, I'm yours. Forgive me and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening.